The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, it's not a matter now of letting Obamacare implode because of the paralysis of uh, imposed on the Republicans by senators with no values. Of course, I speak of the ones who lied. It's, that's going to be the inevitable outcome. Those who lied about their earnest to repeal Obamacare. Uh, welcome, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show. I wish I had better news on a Friday. But uh, here is the prognosis before I give you the, the good news. Uh, the prog- the, here's the bad news. Uh, we are being represented by a whole bunch of people who don't represent us. And those of you who don't live in the state of Arizona, you have just been stabbed in the back by Senator John McCain. You can thank the good folks of Arizona for imposing him on us. He returned to Washington, D.C., a hero, allegedly, only so he could be an obstructionist and join Democrats. This is John McCain, ladies and gentlemen. This will be his legacy. Glad you made it to the program today. 888 888-900-3393. Getting in touch with us is easy. Not only over the phone, but also on social media. At Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S. S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas. On Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O, folks. That's how you find us. There's a handy-dandy email link right there as well. Catching this show on demand on your schedule, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Live is theblaze.com slash radio. Blaze Radio smartphone app and the iHeartRadio app. And make sure to check out our presence. On theblaze.com in the channels section. Uh, before I even talk about the reprehensible actions and the cocky and arrogant actions of John McCain, let me say a word about the passing of Charlie Gard. Um, you know, I'm a believer in God. And I don't normally talk or dedicate significant portions of this program to faith. Because I recognize many of you don't share my, my Catholic faith. I also recognize that um, the principles that many of us speak about are informed by a basic understanding of Christendom the Judeo-Christian ethic that has created this, this country. And I, I never want to come off as preachy when it comes to religion. Uh, I may come off as preachy as uh, promoting conservatism, but I never wanted to do that with religion. However, I am more sure than I have ever been that God is at work. And as we've lamented the tragedy 
and the cold-heartedness and the callousness of the all-powerful state lording over the life, the very short life, and yes, even the death of this child. He could become, and we will do everything we can to make sure he becomes uh, a beacon. Uh, I've called him the canary in the coal mine. If this is the kind of power you want to turn over to your government, you don't belong here. You don't, well, you don't belong listening to this program because if you believe this is the the kind of power the state should have, you will not be able to contemplate or understand any of the concepts that we talk about in the Chris Salcedo show. You don't belong here in America as far as I'm concerned. Because this country wasn't predicated, wasn't founded on those types of principles. As a matter of fact, this country was founded opposing those kinds of principles. You guys realize that Charlie Gard's parents wanted to take him home so he could die with his parents at home. And the state wouldn't allow it. You want to know why? They were afraid that the parents would whisk him away to some capitalist nation somewhere and save him. Um, Medically speaking, I don't think that was possible. But they kept him in hospice. They wouldn't let the parents take him home. Judges now, bureaucrats, making that call. Not doctors. Not the parents. It was those same bureaucrats and judges who stood in the way of Charlie Gard getting the care he needed in the beginning. Uh, No expense to the other taxpayers. Charlie Gard represented the left everything that he represented to us on the right. You see, if he was saved and socialism was proven to be deficient, well, that just couldn't be allowed. And that's what happens when you surrender paying for your stuff to an all-powerful government. That's your trade-off. What, you, you leftists thought it came for free? You Bernie Sanders clueless nutbags thought it came for free? You've been listening to far too many of your professors on college campuses. You didn't think it came with a cost? Have you been misinformed? Everything in this life comes with a price. Everything. Now, you can be good little leftists and try to use government to force other people to pay that price for you, which is what the Democrat Party in this country strives for. It's what they typify as you watch them try to uh, 
say they're not responsible for anything they've done, Obamacare included. I've got a soundbite from Chuck Schumer coming up, which will illustrate this. But what I'm hoping is that Charlie Gard will be a symbol, a symbol of the failure of the left wing, a symbol of the cold, callous nature of government. You're just a number. Everything is subordinate to the all-powerful state. And the Salcedo Show axiom applies here, folks. It is best not to give government more power, lest it be abused. And I would tell all of you, this is a massive abuse of the public trust, a massive abuse of government's power, the death of Charlie Gard. And I am hoping he serves as a beacon to those with a conscience to turn around those here in America. Now that does not apply. That does not apply to the likes of John McCain. We'll get to that next. It's Chris Salcedo show here on the blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the blaze radio network. Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's, um, you know, before I go on much further, I, I will do the flip around. We'll do the flip around in the uh, in the second hour. Eric Bowling will also be on in the second hour uh, from Fox News. He's got a book out, and I was able to speak with him earlier on the, uh, on the Dallas show. So I wanted you guys to get his take on um, all the news of the day. And he had a, you guys are going to hear a reference to a book signing that he was doing in, uh, in North Texas. So I want to let folks uh, there on the local show hear what he had to say. But uh, you guys will be interested to hear what his take is on uh, stuff of national import. So that's coming up on the program. Um, for those of you who have not, I can't imagine anybody on, on this program not knowing what John McCain did. And we tweeted about this. We showed the picture. John McCain, uh, what is the word? Sachet isn't the right word. Perhaps, no, swagger. He swaggers up last evening. And somebody in that hall gave him the courtesy of not reading out his name. And saying... John McCain, nay. They didn't do that. Senator McCain, nay. That, that didn't happen. Uh, the, the, the senator from Arizona was able to swagger up, uh, exuding an air of self-import, and simply give a thumb down to audible gasps in the Senate chamber. Now, let, let me be plain about what they were voting on. As a matter of fact, let Charles Krauthammer be plain about what they were voting on. I love the fact that the senators are saying 
they will support the final bill, which will be the skinny bill, uh, on condition that it can't become law. <laughs> Isn't there a pattern here? That's exactly what the Republicans did two years ago. Yeah. Th- th- this, this skinny bill, they were looking for assurances that it would never, ever, 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 ever become law because it was such a poopy bill. Folks, I've, I've got to remind you the reason why you do poopy stuff is because you don't do work. The Republican Party, for the last seven years, did nothing but complain and moan and bitch. They did nothing to provide an alternative. They did no work to come up with a consensus bill to rally behind and put on an incoming president's desk. They, they, they didn't do any work. Now, so, so we can't exonerate the Republicans for their culpability in all of this. They rolled over for resident Obama and the imposition of Obamacare when they didn't even... See, I hate to remind you guys about this, But when Obamacare was being debated, Republicans didn't come up with a bill then to say, here's our idea. Obama said, let me be clear. It's our idea. Where's Republicans' idea? And you know what? The same leaders that we we have now put in charge of repealing Obamacare, they were in charge for not even putting up an alternative to to Obamacare way back then. With the exception of Boehner. All he's doing is uh, grabbing a snoot full of bourbon whenever he gets a chance and blithely declaring that the GOP will never repeal Obamacare. I'm beginning to believe him. I, I don't think the Republican Party is the place for the conservative movement anymore. If you're a conservative who believes in liberty and freedom, in a limited government structure that handles the basics and otherwise stays out of your life, if you believe in merit, if you believe in people being able to keep more of the fruits of their labor to take care of their needs and be able to donate uh, to charities of their choice instead of having government be the ultimate charity where elected leaders are able to use your money to keep themselves fat and happy and wealthy. Um, The Republican Party is no longer the place for you. I've worried about this. About openly calling for a third party, which I'm not doing yet. I'm just... I'm just saying I don't see any evidence that the Republican Party is worthy of support. Considering who is a part of that, who makes up that party? Are you proud of a party that has Lisa Murkowski in it? Are you proud of a party that has Susan Collins in it? Are you proud of a party that has the likes of Senator John McCain in it? I I think if rank and file 
Republicans, conservatives were polled, uh, the vast majority of them would say no. Who would you say you're proud of in the Republican Party? What, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Rand Paul? It's a pretty damn short list, isn't it? On the House side, Jim Jordan, a lot of the guys in the Freedom Caucus, Louis Gomert, those guys, those cats. Randy Weber came on the other day. Michael McCall, frequent guest on this program, always a mind on defending the nation. But that's about it. I mean, I know there's some some others that I left off, but the 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 broader point, I guess, is this. They don't make up the majority of that party. The majority of that party, for all intents and purposes, are Democrats. So when I say that the Republicans have not accorded themselves well for the uh, well for the better part of a decade, that is true. It's also true the Democrats foisted this upon this cancer upon the country. I want you all to look up on a little homework for you. I want you all to look up on the internet. Type in Democrats celebrate defeat of skinny bill. They were with full recognition that the law that they shoved down our throats is a catastrophe and is causing so much suffering. They were gleeful in celebrating the defeat last evening. I, I, I think that Donald Trump has been proven right. Let Obamacare implode. It's not, it's not a matter of let anymore. They, the Republican Party is paralyzed. They can't, even if they wanted to, they can't do a damn thing about it. So let Obamacare implode and remember who is to blame. Every Democrat, every Democrat, and those who stood in the way of trying to repeal and replace Obamacare. John McCain, Lisa Murkowski, and Susan Collins. With honorable mention of Heller, Capito, and Portman. They own it. I, Folks, there is a case to be made that those who claim they would uh, repeal Obamacare actually voted to repeal Obamacare when Obama was in office and then didn't do it when they had the opportunity? They're liars. People of low class, of low character. And they, along with Every Democrat are responsible for the dysfunction in the healthcare system that is inevitably to come and the inevitable crash. I've got more from Crowdhammer. And don't forget, next hour, Eric Bowling from the Fox News Channel coming up, The Chris Salcedo Show. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
to The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. I, uh, I know it's a, a, somewhat of a downer day. Uh, I, I'm dealing with this like many of you are. There's a good deal of betrayal. Uh, I, I take heat, believe it or not, from some of you in the audience, and I, I don't know that it's uh, rank and file. I, some people in the audience who listen happen to be part of or earn their living from the insurance industry. So they, they get a little upset when I label their industry as traitorous, colluding, uh, crony capitalists that it rubs them the wrong way because it was well, their industry. So I think people get equally upset because uh, when you call out those who are the actual culprits and it's, it's, it's a rather a letdown when you realize the people that you've been voting for, the people that you have been uh, pulling for and have invested your faith, some of you invested your money in your belief in these people. And they either didn't live up to that promise, didn't live up to your expectations, or worse, in the case of the six, you know, uh, Capito, Portman, McCain, others, the, those people out and out lied to you. They out and out lied about their desire and their commitment to repealing Obamacare. Senator Ted Cruz out there today saying, hey, I think the American people deserve to hold these people accountable. The American people deserve their frustration because they were lied to. There is no, there is no two ways about this. John McCain, Rob Portman, Murkowski, Capito, I know I'm forgetting a couple of them. Heller. Those who voted before to repeal Obamacare in a show vote and then went home and said, I voted to repeal Obamacare. Vote for me. Donate to my campaign. Those people are valueless. They're not trustworthy. They betrayed your trust. And lying to you is one thing. Lying to you is bad enough, but their lies will now harm your family, will harm you. More money out of your pocket. More uncertainty in your country. Don't forget what this all, the, the cascading effect this has for tax reform. What, what it's going to do, these, these liberal extremists in the Democrat Party have put so many landmines in their growth of government, unwinding it is so tough, and it, would, it takes people of character and of commitment to do it. And I've got news for you. We don't have them in charge right now. We don't have people of character and commitment. We have people like John McCain, who should be committed 
Murkowski, Capito, Alexander, Portman, and Heller. So, and, and universally, every Democrat universally every Democrat who's saying, yeah, I know we screwed it. I know we screwed you people. But what's really important is Obama's legacy. So if it's between Obama's legacy and helping out our constituents, our constituents lose. Now go wrap your head around that. Uh, Krauthammer was uh, rather amused at what the Republicans had done to themselves by not doing any work. They got to come up with crappy bills and parliamentary maneuvers, and it resulted in this. I love the fact that the senators are saying they will support the final bill, which will be the skinny bill, uh, on condition that it can't become law. (laughs) Isn't there a pattern here? That's exactly what the Republicans did two years ago when they passed repeal knowing that Obama would veto it. And then you got that great report from Peter Ducey saying that the introduction of a bill to go to single payer, which is what Democrats ostensibly support, they wouldn't even touch it with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, uh, there was a maneuver by a Republican senator. I think it was, he's not a very well, I shouldn't say not very well known. I don't know much about him. Let me put it that way. Uh, Senator, was it Rain? No, it's not Reigns. I'm I'm looking, I, I can see his face. I just can't remember his name. He put up an amendment that basically said, let's vote on single payer. Let's vote on full-blown socialism. It's Danes. It's Steve Danes, Republican from Montana. And you know what, the, you know what those Democrats did? You know what those cowardly pieces of excrement did? They voted present. Now, all you liberals... You know, you've, you guys have heard me lamenting how we conservatives have no representation from the Republicans. Think about this, you progressive liberal Democrats out there. There was an amendment put up for single payer. Socialism, full-blown socialism, what all you, you leftists want and your Democrat party voted present voted present really committed to you and your values aren't they knowing that it will destroy the budget the bad faith here on all parts is astonishing but it reflects the fact that nobody has any idea what to do with the health care system well true enough true enough see that that requires work I, I I'm sad to keep pointing this out but it requires work. And I, I'm of a mind that people are allergic to that kind of thing. The vast majority of them up on Capitol Hill. And, you know, for the likes of John McCain and Murkowski, spare me your busy schedule. I got to go, this committee, this committee, this committee, that committee. Hey, it wasn't, it wasn't us who made the government that big and unmanageable. You're attending meetings for the small stuff and the big stuff's getting away from you. If you think, if you can't, if you can't manage government, time to make it smaller. Time to make it manageable because that's a hint and a half for your rear end. That if you can't make it work, 
If you can't dot the I's and cross the T's, then government is too big. We already know it's spending too much of our money. Um, let's see. Uh, do you guys remember this guy? Hold on. We're actually just exposing the Holocaust that's happening in America. There's no Holocaust happening in America. There actually We're is. Talk about a Holocaust happening in America. Go into an inner city and talk to the poor and underprivileged. Sir, these are the poor and underprivileged. These are the people that are being murdered. Sir, these are image bearers of God. You can go to hell where they are too. That's our buddy Zach Roth, everybody. Uh, one of the poster children for what it means to be in the Democrat Party these days. All the hate and vehemence and disdain for those who believe in life and uh, follow a higher power. You know, you guys remember he worked for the. Uh, what was it, the STEM Academy in Downington, Pennsylvania. Now, I say worked. He was, he was dismissed from his position as vice principal there uh, because he was out uh, doing, I guess, uh, parking duty, and there were some people on the, on the public sidewalk standing up for life and showing people what abortion did. And he didn't like it very much. And so he, as you heard, he said to these teenagers he was talking to, you go to hell. You can join them, those babies in hell. He said, oh, but that's not where this exchange stops. You're at a science-based school. Those are cells. It's been proven by science. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Then take it out, and if it can live on its own, it's freaking awesome. Otherwise, shut up, leave me alone. Now, I, now if this guy, I have offered progressive liberals like, uh, Mr. Zach Ruff here. Hey, let's make that our bar, shall we? If we, we take the earliest delivery time ever recorded, and that's our bar. After that, you can't have an abortion. By the way, I, I believe that is, uh, was it 15, no, 18 weeks, 20 weeks? If I remember correctly. So, uh, and, and oddly enough, no liberal progressive wants to take me up on that deal because it's scientific. It can live outside of the body. And as science gets better and better and better and better at saving these the wanted children, then we can continue to slide that bar down to the point to where we, we, we get viable artificial wombs that are scientifically based that could remove a child and put it in an artificial womb and have it grow to maturity. That means we would be able to eventually, as science progresses, Outlaw abortion. Oddly enough, nutbags like this uh, Zach Ruff guy don't ever want to take me up on that offer. I wonder why. I will call the police for you harassing me. So we're not harassing anybody. We are saying that we live in a society that murders human beings. Yeah, it's called the death penalty. Why don't you go protest that? Sir, these are innocent human They're beings. They're not innocent. They're selves. They're not cells. They're cells. They're the size of a dime. They're cells. So you need to turn to Jesus Christ. You can set you free from your sin. <laughs> Listen here, son. All right. I'm as gay as the day is long and twice as sunny. I don't give a f what you think Jesus tells me and what I should and should not be doing. The Alliance Defending Freedom, a conservative legal group, released a statement Thursday announcing that they received a settlement on behalf of the two religious teenagers who were excoriated and abused verbally by this representative of the government-run education system in Pennsylvania. So finally, 
uh, a victory for the good guys in court. Back in a minute, the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. He is quickly becoming the left's favorite pinata. Only problem is, this pinata hits back. Chris Salcedo oh, on the Blaze Radio Network. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, as everybody's paying attention to Scaramucci and uh, his profanity-laced interview with the New Yorker, why would you call anybody the New Yorker anyway? Everybody's focused on that. Meanwhile, you've got uh, the unmasking uh, issue with former Obamaites and all their improper surveillance and, and the documentation showing that. You've got... Debbie Wasserman Schultz, aide, smashing up hard drives and been on her payroll and, oh, good grief. All, the, all this other news that's concrete being drowned out by all of this drama. Sometimes I think we're getting played, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get out to Massachusetts. Scott, hey, buddy, welcome to Salcedo Show. Happy Friday. Hey, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's been a while. I don't think I've called in about a month. And if yeah, I sound tired... What's up, man? If I sound tired, it's because I just got back from Atlanta for four days, so I'm still getting my uh, coordinates. But, I understand. Um, just to, thank you. Trump's uh, two quick points. Trump's speech today. Did you get a chance to hear it? It was amazing speech again. I did not get a chance to hear it. No. Okay, it was in front of law enforcement officials, and mm-hmm. it was basically supposed to be about how they're tracking down MS-13. He got a little off topic, like he does sometimes, but it was natural <laughs> and raw, and it was awesome. One other point I would like to make. I just happened to be over at my mother's house, and she bought People Magazine, which is a rag, much like the Times and most left-wing BS. He's on the cover, and what does the subtitle say? How he t- taught his family to fight dirty and win. He is really up against it when it comes to the media. It's unbelievable. They're literally rooting against them, and then inherently rooting against the country. It's almost like they want him to fail, which ipso facto means they want the country to fail. And I just, I really don't get it because he's really trying hard. If you well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let me, let me just push back on that because I got, I got, uh, there's, there's this singer out there. What is her name? Uh, Jana Del Rey something. We, it was on the blaze, some pop artist, some, uh, ditzy, uh, left winger. <laughs> Anna Del Rey. That's her name. Anna Del Rey, do you know do you know her music? I don't know her music. Chris, I do not. I'm I'm a fan of hard rock. I like yeah, rock yeah. I don't well, so she's out there saying she's know. not going to fly. She's not going to fly the American flag, okay? Because huh. because Trump is president. And you know what? I I said I got I had to remind her. I said, look, sweetheart, uh, the, the president is not America. Obama wasn't America. Neither is Trump. We, the people, are America. So mm. when you sit there and you say you're not going to fly the the flag to somehow stick it to Trump, you're really sticking it to the country. So it's not really a good move to all the people in the country who revere that flag and now think you're a uh, a spoiled rotten little snowflake. 
It's very true. We are a government of the a nation, of the people, for the people, by the people. If you don't like Trump, that's okay. Vote him out or take action in the midterms. A quick question for you. This is out of the blue, but who do you think is going to win the Democratic primary in 2020 to oppose Trump's bid for a two-term presidency? I will give you that answer on the other side of the break. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. I got to think on that. Guys, don't, don't let me forget. I got I to gotta answer that question. Maybe, maybe John McCain. Let's. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, hour two is underway, folks. We will get to the flip around. We will get to Mary Ramirez. After I play this uh, interview, I conducted earlier with uh, one of the stars of Fox News Channel. Eric Bowling rapidly has become a success story over there at Fox News Channel. Uh, he's a co-host of the brand new Fox News Specialists, as well as uh, his own show, Cashin' In. Author of the brand new book, Swamp, Washington's Murky Pool of Corruption, Cronyism, and Really Strange Creatures and How Trump Can Drain It. On full display last evening in the Senate. Eric, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Well done, sir. Well done to bring in the breaking news on, on the book, yeah. Look at this. That's what it was. It was a swamp. You saw the, the Republican swamp side last night, too. It's pretty sad that that's where we are, but we are, unfortunately. And that, that's really why I wrote the book is, is more about well, I knew Trump was going to win. I started writing it before he was elected. I knew he was going to win, but I was concerned about what he had to come up against once he got there. And I got to tell you, the Republicans proved it last night that they are swamp creatures as well. Right. And and, and some have have suggested to me that this was uh, McCain's revenge for the rhetoric that was used during the campaign uh, as as McCain was backing another presidential candidate. I don't I, I've been pointing out to people this is this is McCain's stock and trade. If he can plunge a dagger into the back of conservatives and Republicans, he'll do it more often than not. And I think that's what we saw yeah. last night is just uh, John McCain uh, behaving like John McCain. Yeah, look, look, he rushed back from surgery, and we hope he wish him well, hope he recovers nicely. But he rushed back from surgery to start the debate, start the ball rolling, and then he was a no vote on three of the votes, uh, all three of the options. So what was the rush? To hurry up and get back and obstruct uh, the process? I guess, look, he is the very – he's in the book, by the way. He, I, I call him one of the, the, the creepiest swamp creatures in D.C., uh, got calls from the Republicans' offices as well. I, this is the problem right there. They get elected on the on the on the idea that they're going to come to D.C. and represent us and, and and vote in ways we would as Americans. And they get there, and all they care about is they're 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 lining their pockets with uh, lobbyist money and and uh, in, in reelection campaigns. It's yep. sad. It, well, it's sad, and it, it's also it's also harming us. Uh, now, on the other hand, this whole mentality that seems to have gripped the president seems to have gripped the Republican Party is we've got to do something. Let's just do something. And, man, I, I, I know what kind of a principled guy you are. And, and, and I'm kind of in this in this realm. And you, you, you either add to it or maybe maybe you're in a different uh, point as far as uh, health care is concerned. But 
I don't think it's important to do something. I think it's important to do the right thing. Yeah. Well, look, so I think the right thing right now is, is put this aside and start working on tax reform and get, get some money back into Americans' pockets and, and maybe a salvage of 2018. I think the, the Senate's going to be fine. I actually think we're going to pick up seats on the GOP side in the Senate, in spite of what, what they did on, on, on the Senate floor last night. Uh, the House may be in jeopardy, though. And then you have things to worry about, like, you know, does this disrupt the rest of the agenda? If you, if you flip the House back to, to Democrats, maybe nothing gets, gets going, going forward. So these are, these, are, these are unforced errors, self-inflicted wounds that the Republicans are, are, are putting on themselves. And I really think it's because they really don't like Trump. These establishment yeah. Republican rhinos don't like Trump, and they're they're sticking it to him. No, I think I think you're right. And and if you think things aren't getting done right now, wait until the Democrats take control back of another House of Congress. Eric Bowling, everybody. The name of the book is The Swamp: Washington's Murky Pool of Corrupt Corruption, Cronyism, and Really Strange Creatures. Scaramucci, I, I've been dying to get your take on this one. I mean, now he says he gave this this uh, this conversation to this New Yorker reporter. Uh, on background, or, or not on background, but basically off the record. Uh, and, but this guy publishes some rather some rather crude language. What's your take on all this? Well, that's Anthony. I've known him for you know, a very, very long time. Probably, yeah. I, in fact, he'll tell you I was the first one to put him on TV. Uh, he's, <laughs> uh, look, he's, he's the right guy. He's the enforcer for the for the Trump uh, cleaning cleaning up the leaks in the White House. And and my guess is that the president said, "Hey." Do what you need to do. I, you know, I, I back you. Just stop the leaks, and and he went right at what he thinks are the leaks, and and then you get the the colorful language. Maybe that was a, a, you know, a little bit overboard. But look, I think you you it, you step back and you say, wow, he really means business. He's not going to be shying away from anyone or anything, and I think he proved it again last night. So yeah. look, I wouldn't use that language, but I think he's doing the right thing by you know going after all the way to the top, all the way to the top, and that's previous. And maybe even ban it. Who knows? Do you think some of these RNC folks, uh, some of the never Trumper elements, migrated from the RNC into the Trump White House? Oh yeah. Well, they migrate. They, they, you know, Ryan Priebus and, and Sean Spicer were two who recommended Trump step out of the race when when Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio were their favorite candidates way back when, you know, a year and a half ago. So, um, yeah, I, I, that you know, to, to, you know, I'm a big Trump fan, but one of the things I never liked was the RNC. Um, establishment wing of that party being brought into the White House. Uh, last thing before we get to uh, you coming to North Texas to uh, to talk to the folks and to talk about your new book, uh, the, the transgender policy versus the tweet. I think the, the president's got a lot of backing on this, on the policy, but the way he rolled it out caught a lot of folks off guard and, and kind of stepped on his message. You agree? Yeah, no, I, I think he did, but I'm a big fan of the tweets. That's one of the recommendations in the books continue to tweet because I like to, I like to hear what he has to say. I want to know what the free the, the leader of the free world has in his mind every morning, and we do see it. Some things I like, some things I don't. I, you know, that's the one I probably wouldn't have tweeted, but that's all right. I, I take I take one of those for the three hundred others that I like to to understand where he's coming from. Oh no, no, no! Don't so don't misunderstand. Like don't misunderstand. I love the tweets too. I'm just saying that when your tweet steps on your own message, that that kind of defeats the whole purpose. I love I love them for the most part too. I just think he's got to be a little more strategic about these kinds of things. That, that's just my view. All no, right, that's, that's that's not yeah, that's not him though. He 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 tweets what's on the top of his mind at the moment. Well. And, 
I don't know, for transparency purposes, I kind of like that. Okay. Hey, Eric, Eric Bowling, everybody. He is, of course, the uh, the star over at Fox News, one of one of the, the many over there. And the name of the book is The Swamp, Washington's Murky Pool of Corruption, Cronyism, Really Strange Creatures. Sir, always appreciate the visit here on The Chris Salcedo Show. Great talking to you. Speak to you soon again, Chris. Thanks for having me. And that's how it went earlier on an earlier version of the program. And, you know, you heard us bring up the transgender issue there. And... It just so happens the WBAP players, it is Friday after all, folks, the WBAP players wanted to put their own special spin on the discussion about transgenders in the military. Fighting soldiers, desert dust, fearless men. 38-inch bust The president Says no, not today No transgenders In the Green Beret <laughs> Lacy things On hairy chests Six-foot men In a silky dress no. Mad Dog Mattis Says not for me no transgenders in the military. <laughs> Boys and girls should know their role. Don't want no tranny near my foxhole. <laughs> That's what the president tweeted today. And now he's hacked off all the gays. A female marine, there's no one meaner. But in her uniform, she hit a wiener. Oh, no. Now she can't salute and say Semper Fi. Oh. No female Marines, if you're just a guy. Oh. Fighting soldiers, <laughs> desert dust. Fearless man, 38-inch bust. The president says not today. No transgenders in the Green Beret. Oh, there you go. Uh, oh, man. Happy Friday, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show. Uh, on that note, let's go to break. Be back in two shakes right here on The Blaze. You are listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show. Listen. Dial. Speak. 888-900-3393. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's the Salcedo Show. We'll get to flip around here in a second. I just want to let you guys know on the Facebook page, uh, we have <laughs> some of you already reaching out to me on social media. Where can I get the parody? Where can I get uh, Ballad of the Green Berets? Uh, that is uh, right below uh, a puking John McCain. Uh, actually, it's two posts below the puking John McCain. You got well. Those of you who don't know what Mash is will not know who Clinger is. 
But those of you who watched MASH will know who Colonel Klinger is, and he is pictured, you'll know when you see a hairy-chested man in a dress. That's when you've hit the ballad of the Green Berets. Uh, also, there is a, we're poking a little fun at CNN on a Friday. and <laughs> Breaking news from at CNN, folks. Uh, that, that is something I think you all ought to share. Breaking news <laughs> when it comes to Vladimir Putin. Check that out. Uh, telephone number is 888-933-93-888. 3393 It is time for the flip around. Uh, let's start off with Fox News Channel and Neil Cavuto. What do you say? Well, look, we haven't seen the White House actually put out much in the way of rates and what they want to see those rates go down to. We know, obviously, that President Trump has talked a lot about trying to get that corporate tax rate down to 15 percent. You know, I think that would be hard. Look, what Paul Ryan also said earlier this morning is that the thing that they learned from the health care bill and that process is they actually have to have meetings, not behind closed doors. They need to go into <laughs> conference committee. They need to have hearings. And that's what he learned is to change the process. I don't know how much that really will change anything or what, the, how that'll change the outcome, but it might make people feel a little bit better Neil, about what they're actually up to. Real Neil, quick, ev eventually, these Republicans are going to need to shut up and walk that talk, and we need corporate tax reform, 20% rate at the very at the very least, and something that's permanent so businesses can actually make long-term decisions. Yeah, well, she's right about that. Dagan McDowell is absolutely right about that, and uh, it had a good shot at being 15%. Until John McCain screwed the country by insisting we keep Obamacare. Until Lisa Murkowski screwed the country and insisted that we keep Obamacare. Uh, tax reform is that much harder to be anywhere impactful or, or the impact it needs to have because of the failure of the Republican Party. Well, it is the failure of the Republican Party and uh, from you know 50,000 feet up folks because they didn't do any work but when it came to trying to get back on the right track it was John McCain Lisa Murkowski Rob Portman you know down the list of I heard the term again today rhinos rhino you guys know what rhino stands for Republican in name only well what does it mean to be a Republican these days we talked about this late last week and earlier in the week. There is no unifying principle in the Republican Party. When you have no principle, when you have nothing that differentiates yourself, you might as well call yourself a Democrat. That's how many of the Republican members behave. And there are plenty of principles that unite the Democrats. Anti-Americanism, anti-Jewish state, anti-white, anti-Christian, anti-rule of law, anti-cop. Uh, I mean, plenty of plenty of unification over there on the Democrat side. They they have each other's backs. Uh, there is no unifying principle. It doesn't mean anything to be a Republican, which is why when I brought up third party earlier on in the program, and I know what this means, and I don't relish that it means a possible. Uh, victory for the leftists. But I mean, when you say I'm a Republican, 
it means nothing when you see uh, Senator Murkowski. Oh, by the way, did you guys hear what what this harpy did? I mean, talk about a petty and insecure woman. She, Donald Trump called her out for her flip flop, and he right he did so rightly. And she got so butthurt over this, she stopped hearings in her committee, in the Energy Committee, on Trump appointees in retaliation. I mean, what a petty and small person Lisa Murkowski is. I just... Oy. Uh, by the way, the other cable networks, folks, in, um, in commercial. So it doesn't do us any good to do a flip around, so... We won't do that right now. I, I will be able to get into something I've been wanting to talk about since it happened. Our buddy Ben Shapiro and a guy who I don't know, but uh, it's kind of on the bucket list to to introduce myself to him is Ben, uh, uh, not Ben, it's uh, Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla and Ben Shapiro, they went up to Capitol Hill to testify on the buttercup problem we have in the country. The... Uh, the snowflakes. Here's this, this is how Corolla started his congressional testimony. Mr. Corolla, you're recognized for five minutes. Uh, thank you. It's an honor to be asked uh, to speak in front of you all. Uh, first, just a quick piece of business. Do we get to keep these pads? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be huge. <laughs> and uh, not that I'm going to, but what do you reckon they'll get on eBay? <laughs> I'm not don't say I'm going to. I'm just your curiosity. He's holding up one of those legal pads or those uh, notepads that the, the folks in the Senate give to their those giving testimony. Oh, by the way, uh, North Korea has tested an intercontinental ballistic missile. Again, ladies and gentlemen. Would have been nice to have all of these domestic issues taken care of so that our president could be focused on, I don't know, stopping a rogue regime, becoming a nuclear power. That'd be nice. Back to Corolla. Adam Carolla telling Congress about the anti-free speech policies that exist on college campuses these days. Uh, in the early days of my career, I toured the country with Dr. Drew when we were on Loveline together, a syndicated radio program also on MTV. And we must have played a hundred college campuses with uh, nary a word of negativity and no safe spaces and no stuffed animals being handed out, simply went there, said our piece, many controversial ideas were exchanged and that's just what they were, exchanged and then we got our paychecks and went home and 15 years later I went out with uh, Dennis Prager, conservative talk show host, and attempted to do a show at uh, Cal State Northridge where my mother was a actual graduate from with a Chicano Studies degree, believe it or not. So she's rolling in dough about now. <laughs> uh, and uh, they pulled the plug on it. They gave us no good reason why we couldn't speak there. And we actually had to get attorneys involved to go back and speak at a later date. The, and what that is emblematic of, folks, is the, the growing intolerance that has been nurtured and fostered on college campuses. Uh, it is okay to be intolerant so long as you're intolerant toward 
conservatives or those with whom you politically disagree. It's okay. Now, actually, no, let me amend that. Because it's not okay for a conservative to be intolerant of a liberal's position. It is only okay for a liberal to be intolerant of a conservative's position. This is what is being institutionalized on college campuses. And it, it should disturb everybody within the sound of my voice. I got more from Corolla and our buddy Ben Shapiro and our other buddy, Mary Ramirez. Up next, Chris Alcedo Show, right here on The Blaze. Chris Salcedo Show. We'll be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo. Well, uh, that's not working. Uh, Skype is down for some reason, folks. Uh, I'm, I'm able to log in, but uh, I, Mary Ramirez apparently can. So we're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. Call her on the phone. Mary, can you hear me all right? I can hear you now. All this technology just uh, keeps failing me today. Exactly. Well, <laughs> you know what? I had a, I had a, a problem logging in myself. Uh, so I, I, That was my issue as well. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I finally got in. But there's been, um, gosh, there's something weird going on with Skype. That's um, that's what I. The identity of this website or integrity of this connection cannot be verified. The name of the security certificate is invalid. Does not match the does not match the site. Ooh, maybe Skype got hacked. Maybe Skype. To be got, honest with you, that's what thought I had. Wow. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's like it completely forgot me. So. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Well, hey, uh, well, well, we'll, we'll do it over the. We'll do it live. We'll do it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I should. You know, Bill O'Reilly's a good friend of the Blaze Network, and I, I probably shouldn't tease like that. I mean, it's. I, I mean, I, I, I wonder if Glenn has ever asked him about that video. Um, I'm. And I wonder if I wonder if he ever if he's like because it was so long ago. I wonder if he laughs about it now. You know, we'll do it live. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm asking. I'm asking. Like at some point, I think you'd yeah you'd go you'd look back and laugh probably. All right. <laughs> uh, all, all right. So uh, first, uh, Mary Ramirez, everybody, longtime contributor here to the Chris Salcedo Show. She writes a column every single week and uh, uh, shows up here to tell you about her pearls of wisdom. When she is done doing that, we'll get back to uh, Corolla and Ben Shapiro and their testimony before Congress about the, the buttercups, the snowflakes on college campuses. Mary, what are you writing about this week? Very good. Well, first and foremost, if I could just put this out here, I want to extend my deepest condolences to Charlie Gard's parents. As he, uh, he did pass away today, as he talked about. So I just want to send my condolences and my prayers to them uh, and, and to his entire family. But... Anyway, this week, um, well, up here in Minnesota, Chris, we've, we've got this guy running for mayor in the state's largest city, and that's Minneapolis. And his idea of a, of a campaign platform is to disarm Minneapolis police. And it's to, quote, deal with the policing crisis. And this comes after. Whoa, 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 whoa
I just want to make sure I heard you right. Are, are, are you saying that somebody is running for mayor in Minneapolis who who mm-hmm. says he, he's 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 running for mayor on a campaign of disarming the police? And he's not only running, but he won a three-way race at a DFL. DFL is the Democrat Party here in Minnesota. DFL convention um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so he's actually doing quite well. <laughs> so hold on, wait a minute. Are you saying this guy is the Democrat nominee for mayor? He did not get the nomination because he didn't get over fifty percent, which I believe the the threshold for them. It, it was like thirty eight and then twenty something. It was three candidates, but the dude won. You know, he won. He, he won the most at least out of the three. So there is enough support for him there for him to have done that. Um, and uh, the other two came just slightly short of, of endorsing quite that level of craziness. But nevertheless, um, yeah, he wants to turn us into into Great Britain, into Ireland and then countless other countries that think it's a good idea to disarm their police officers. And he talks about this crisis. And I just think it's the funniest choice of words because, you know, it's very easy to use that word now because we've just had this shooting of an unarmed woman and woman in Minneapolis that you and I had discussed out yeah. there and um it's it's an it's a very unfortunate case because it does in fact um it does not look good for the officer involved it does in fact look like it was um at least at this phase in the investigation which the officer is not cooperating in uh look unjustified but nevertheless I decided to look at, at all of of the shootings officer involved shootings OISs uh in the state this year and uh, this is the only one in, in, in Minneapolis in, in this year. And if you look at the last two years. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me do this again. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Are you telling me that this crisis is one? That's, yeah. that's, that's a crisis. And if you look at, well, I, right. And if you look at last year and the year before, so 2016, 2015, and the, the two additional people who were shot and killed by police in Minneapolis, they were people who were armed, dangerous, and threatening other people and or the police officers involved. So they rather brought it upon themselves. But yeah, three people in the last three years in, in the city of Minneapolis, and that is a crisis. Ugh. And it's just, it's, be that as it may, though, Yeah. I mean, the numbers are there to disprove this, this state representative's claim that we are in some sort of a crisis. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, when you look at all of the officer-involved shootings across just the state of Minnesota, I decided to do a little digging. I look at just 2017 and the six people that had been shot by officers uh, in Minnesota in 2017. And every last one of them, with the exception of this woman, were involved in either harming someone at the moment the cops arrived and they, st- they, they wouldn't stop doing it, pointing a knife at a person, trying to cut someone, trying to shoot them, or they were trying to disarm a police officer or they were actively aiming a gun at, the, at a police officer. So you tell me, how do those scenarios end with those innocent people who's got, who have knives to their necks or guns to their head when the cops show up? How do those scenarios end when you are disarming your cops? And these guys will tell you, oh, well, you know, just give them a stun gun. Okay, well, that's fantastic. Except one of the six people that was shot and killed by police this year was stunned by more than one officer and did not respond. He continued to grab for the officer's gun. Yeah. So not only does that not always work, but you're dealing with the average gun shoots a bullet at, what is it, 2,500 feet a second? 
and, and the average don't have that off the top of my head. But but you know what I, what, what I what what struck me about what you've been talking about was the use of the word crisis, and I'm struck oh, every oh, no. single time a a liberal extremist wants to institute. Uh, a policy that will empower government to lord over the people. They do so under the right. guise of a crisis. And I'm reminded, uh, yeah, I'm reminded of uh, some left-wing extremist uh, who everybody will remember said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Crisis go to waste. Yeah. Yep. Good old round of mail, wasn't it? Yes, indeed. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, mm. Well, and then, and then they'll look at nationwide, Chris, and they'll compare us to other countries. But they'll, they'll compare us to teeny tiny little European nations with populations of 300,000. And they'll compare officer-involved shootings there to us. And, you know, of course, it looks terrible when you have four deaths in one country and a thousand here. Mm. Except when you're considering you're comparing the populations of a country that has a few million versus 320 million. And when you do the math, like any logical person should, it's comparative. But, you know, again... Ding. You look at these countries that people like, exactly, <laughs> like Representative Dane are pointing to, you know, Great Britain, Ireland, whose crime rates, by the way, are through the roof. Um, you're, you're not getting a safer society. And in, the, in, in a few exceptions, like Iceland, that has a disarmed police force and there isn't really much crime. Yeah, there's like 300,000 people that live there. And by the way, it's so closed off. There's hardly any influx of people. You know what, Mary? I've 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 given this a good deal of thought from these leftists. I no, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. I will make them a deal. I will I will buy into your banning guns in the United States. I'll I'll, I'll, uh, disarm every law, uh, disarm everybody. Right, a law that says weapons are no longer legal in the United States. However, the caveat is, if somebody is killed, if an American citizen is killed with a gun. Meaning, because you ban them, that means mm-hmm. they're, gonna, they're, they're not, not going to be here, right? A Democrat, white liberal. Mm-hmm. If somebody is killed by a gun, an illegal gun, then, then you pay with your life. I think that's fair. Because... Uh, the, and here's the other thing. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing, Chris. I mean, if you... I looked at Great Britain, and, uh, you know, because they, they've disarmed their police, and they've actually cut their funds to their police force. Guess what kind of attacks are up? Because, you know, they don't let their citizens have guns and guns are harder to come by right. uh, in Great Britain because they're banned. Nice attacks. How about that? Uh, big time. And isn't that, isn't that interesting? Because here's the crazy thing, Chris. Evil still exists in the world, even when you write laws against it. Yes. It's, it's crazy how that works. Yeah, you know what? And they still and they still <laughs> want to do bodily harm. And they still want to hurt folks. Hey, what's the name of the piece? Yes, Chris. It's why, yes, disarming police is a terrible idea and other truths. Right. It's up on my blog, and I'll tweet it out after this segment. Mary Ramirez, have yourself a grand weekend, and congratulations on, uh, by the way, she cheated, Thank ladies you. and gentlemen. She found out the sex of her child before it was born. Cheater! But it, it's uh, a, 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 bouncing, hey. a bouncing baby boy is heading Mary's way. Congratulations. <laughs> Oh, thank you. You know, this is a good thing, Chris, because we can buy clothes now because all we've got is, is little girls' clothes. So it's good we found out. Yeah, well, anyway, thank you. The, these days, you well, I, I didn't want to get into the whole that, that, that whole discussion. Uh, you have a great day. Thank you very much. Mary Ramirez, everybody here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Back in a minute, we'll wrap up the show a little more, a little more Corolla, a little more Ben Shapiro on the Blaze. Conservative talk. Sounds spicy. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. 
93.3. The Chris Salcedo Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, back to Adam Carolla and the snowflakes on college campuses. This is this is testimony on, in Congress, folks, about about what kind of generation we are raising. A, 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 not only are we raising a generation of wusses who can't handle political pushback, we're also we're raising a bunch of Nazis who are being instructed that it's okay to be intolerant so long as you are liberal and your opponent is a conservative. Here's Corolla. Would help if I actually turned him up, wouldn't it? Yeah, and then you guys would be able to hear him. Um, we're talking a lot about the kids, and I think they're just that, kids. We are the adults, and I don't think we are doing the children. I mean, these are 18 and 19-year-old kids that are at these college campuses. They grew up dipped in Purell, playing soccer games where they never kept score and watching Wah Wah Wubsy. And we're asking them to be mature. We need the adults to start being the adults. Um, studies have shown that if you take people and you put them in a zero gravity environment, like astronauts, they lose muscle mass, they lose bone density. We're taking these kids in the name of protection, we're putting them in a zero gravity environment and they're losing muscle mass and bone density. They need to live in a world that has gravity. When you, you need to expose your children to germs and dirt in the environment to build up their immune system. Our plan is put them in a bubble, keep them away from everything, and somehow they'll come out stronger when they emerge from the bubble. Well, that's not happening. No, it's not. As a matter of fact, they're, they're coming out of the bubble ill-equipped to deal with reality. That is a description of the Democrat slash liberal ideology, isn't it? Incapable of dealing with reality. Seeing the world as they want it to be instead of the way that it is. And then nothing wrong with working toward making a world that is better, but not, but suffering under an illusion or imposing an illusion on other people of what it is, is dangerous. Ben Shapiro here testifying before Congress about the snowflake problem. The reason that I'm with you is that I speak on dozens of college campuses every year, so I have some firsthand experience with the anti-First Amendment activities that have been taking place on, on the college campuses. I've encountered anti-free speech measures, administrative cowardice, even physical violence at campuses ranging from California State University at Los Angeles to University of Wisconsin at Madison, uh, to Penn State University to UC Berkeley, and I am not alone. Now, he gets into, and I didn't realize, maybe it's because Ben and I are both conservatives and we see the world as it is and what's been going on here. But he begins to talk about the PPPO chart, the progressive preference pecking order chart that your liberty-loving Latino put together. Here he is talking about the anti-white Democrat Party. It's necessary to explore the ideology that provides the impetus for a lot of the protesters who violently obstruct events, pull fire alarms, assault professors and even other students, and the impetus for administrators who all too often humor these protesters. Free speech is under assault because of a three-step argument made by the advocates and justifiers of violence. The first step is they say that the validity or invalidity of an argument can be judged solely by the ethnic, sexual, racial, or cultural identity of the person making the argument. Now, so, so basically saying there is if, if you are a white male, you are, you are instantaneously discredited from having any opinion that has any value because 
uh, of your white privilege or, 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 or whatever, or you're not a female or whatever. And that your, your word somehow means less in this new dynamic that these college campuses have imposed on us. Second step is that they claim those who say otherwise are engaging in what they call verbal violence. And the final step is they conclude that physical violence is sometimes justified in order to stop such verbal violence. So you get how that works. So if a white guy gets on to a college campus and, and, and espouses a conservative viewpoint, they can claim, oh, that's harming me because it stresses me out, so I have the right to kick your butt because you're harming me. It's basically criminalizing speech, free speech. You know what? This is too good to let go. We'll pick this up next week. The PPPO, the progressive, the progressive preference pecking order chart. I'll remind you guys about what that is. Have a great weekend. In the meantime, everybody, remember, a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. You think uh, Republicans will actually do any work over the weekend? P- probably not. I didn't, I didn't think so. This is The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.